liftoff in five, four, three, two, twenty twenty one. Welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. I know that was kind of dumb, but uh, welcome to 2021, which if I do say so for myself and maybe for some of you out there, it may be uh, one small step for man, but it is one giant leap for mankind, as they say. Mm. Mm, I, I say that you know we've we've said it before mm. that like 2020 wasn't too bad for us. Um, no, I'm just kind of leaning into the into the cultural meme, the cultural zeitgeist that 2020 was the worst ever. Uh, but no, I think God has done some good things. Certainly, He's brought us through thus far, and I'm not even looking uh, forward to 2021 being like the savior of 2020. No, that's that's not where my hope is placed. Um, mm. but there are certainly some things that I would like to carry over from this past year that, that I've very much enjoyed. One of which is, uh, this podcast. We're on episode number 76 today and, and my wonderful co-host. 76? Uh, 67. I got Jeepers. those letters. The letters mixed up. Wow. I can't even talk. That's, that's because like 2020 is the worst. <laughs> 2020 is so bad that you can't that read right anymore. Or it could be 2020. I don't know. We'll, we'll or you could, but or it could over. be that, that you're drinking. I am. It's, it's we, a pretty hefty one too. So. It's that vodka. Uh, it's that vodka and ginger oh. ale. Oh, no. I, I switched to an IPA after. Oh. Between oh. the episodes here. Jeez. Living dangerously, Avery's man. Maharaja IPA. Ah. It's a uh, it's a ten percent beer. So oh, that's, that's a that's a beefy boy. Yeah, that's, that's like that that eight point eight that I just sort of polished mm-hmm. off a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. It is only like, twelve ounces though. It's not a full pint. Yeah, but if I the, just totally you know turn into a if, if I start ranting and raving and make absolutely no sense on this episode, you'll know why. Uh, don't do that. Just to the alcohol. how about how about you don't do that? I'm just <laughs> as your as your friend and co-host, I would. <laughs> Beg you to not do that. Do not do no. that thing. I, I will assure everyone listening, though, it is celebratory. It is not um, out of uh, despair. He's not drinking because year. 2020 was so awful. No. Like, listen, it's like, because we aren't I'm that having pathetic. a great time recording. We're, we're a different types of pathetic, of but we're not that pathetic. <laughs> we're the type of pathetic that spends like hours and hours deciding on what the top 100 games of all time are. Yeah, uh, at least for the next 365 days, which yeah, might ooh. change, and, Who knows? and 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 may even be up for debate within that <laughs> with the aforementioned 365 days. That's but true. this is the backlog breakdown. I am Nate. You are Josh. We are mm-hmm. back. This is true. now, and I pointed out in our bro hang that this is uh, we are recording, and this is technically the last podcast of 2020, mm-hmm. but it will also be because by the time it will air in free feeds. It will actually be the first podcast of 2021. And so mm-hmm. uh, as a hail and hearty uh, yeehaw for, I stole that from the booking. I, I apologize. To okay. They'll, ne- they'll to never listening to this. I'm the they'll one never in Texas and this. you're saying yeehaw. This is and, weird. Like, listen, Western, Boy, Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania is practically like, <laughs> like Texas. It, Wild no, it's not even close, but um <laughs> Anyways, it, it is a bit of a the, the wild Western Pennsylvania, and it will, I'll start calling it that. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, to the listeners of the breakdown. 
uh, welcome to 2021. And I, yeah, I, I, I sort of share a, a similar sentiment uh, to Josh here. It's like 2020 wasn't personally that bad for me. Yes, there were big moments of suck. And uh, mm -hmm. the the parcel volume, like, listen, and I, some mm -hmm. of y'all need to just freaking go to a store. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but the go our governors are telling us not to. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Like, and and I'm not trying to like beat anybody up here. I really am not. But uh, if you're not tip, like, if you are sort of like taking advantage of those services, and and that's fine. That's fine if like you want to like order groceries and you want to order packages and all that stuff and you want to order tip your delivery people including your letter carrier like mm -hmm. you better be taking care of them like if if you are a loyal listener and i find out that you did not take care of your mail person i'm going to like personally like i'm going to like find like the the angriest scowl the most no in not even the angriest the most disappointed scowl i can mm. possibly conjure and mm. i will send that to you like and you can like i will make you a t-shirt with just my face and say my my friend nate is disappointed with me because i did not tip my mail carrier now maybe your mailman sucks but I'm going to just say it's been a rough year for the United States Postal Service <laughs> and the letter carriers and rural carriers within. Um, but no, on a, on a more serious note, take take care of the delivery people, especially if you have been reliant on those services. Like, mm -hmm. I know things are tight, but like, man, I, I was talking to another letter carrier and I have a couple customers. And for the most part, like a lot of my customers are pretty decent. Like some of mm -hmm. them are super annoying. There's one in particular that uh, if he ever says anything stupid to me, I'm going to tell him what he can do with himself in, in not very polite terms because he ordered a bunch of junk and I didn't even get a freaking thank you. Like, and there's, there's a part of me that's like, listen, it's fine. Like I, I don't need the tip. It, it's nice to get the tip. I like the tip. You know, I like getting mm -hmm. a couple extra bucks or like a gift card to, a gas station or what you know that stuff's nice but mm -hmm. like thank you is like saying the words thank you is free and i think like one of the biggest discouragements that i've personally had this year and again this is just sort of like 2020 overall has been pretty okay like there's been parts that have seriously cheesed me off mm -hmm. um and th and again like i i have a very sort of like limited context and perspective and so i have to acknowledge that that not everybody's experiencing this uh, the same way that i am i cannot speak universally into for every mail carrier but like thank you is free cultivating a a an attitude of gratitude should one for believers that should be a given but two mm -hmm. just for people in general especially in this hard times Man, like there's so much crap that is being done on people's behalves for them all the time. It blows my mind how just obnoxious some people can be because they just feel like they're entitled to that. And like, I'm half ready to, to smack, like I said, a couple, you, you know, and, 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 and again, I would never do all that, but it is, it is incredibly disheartening when, when people don't recognize what's being done on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, the quickest way to watch me get like very angry, very incensed is uh, to utter the words, that's your job. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, the people who are saying that actually have no idea what my job actually is. Or just in, in any context, like a lot of times when I've heard that, 
the people who are using that phrase have no idea what that person, like whoever they're saying that about, have no idea what that person's job actually entails. Just, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Don't, don't be that, that guy or gal. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't do Especially it. Especially if, if you've, you know, if you've had the, the, the bountiful harvest enough to purchase a, a new console, uh, maybe you should be taking care of, of some other Ooh. people in your life. Just Dude, yeah, just yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're like FedEx guy or UPS guy or you know postal, maybe they delivered. Maybe if they PS5. delivered that to you, you you need to give them a hookup. Like, <laughs> uh, and none of that like five dollars scratch off ticket nonsense. <laughs> like, you just give them the five bucks. Be like, yo, thank you for getting my stuff here on time. That's sweet. Thanks. But good, good ideas. And even, you know, even if it's a little late, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. They'll appreciate it. You, just the thought. They'll appreciate it. Yeah. Just like, um, be like, go out and be like, hey, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for helping me get all my stuff here for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And for the stuff that didn't show up, well, I understand things are crazy right now. So <laughs> thank you in advance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we're all we're all understanding people. We all also know what everyone it's else is going it's to. not your it's not the delivery guy's fault that the jag off didn't send it out until significantly later. I'm just Whoa. throwing that out there. Whoa, <laughs> sounds like another specific situation in which very uh, specific. Who? <laughs> oh, nice. <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, before we jump into the main topic, because you know, last time was such a beefy boy, and you know, we're we're, we're pretty good at being bad at brevity. So let's let's hit the ground running here. Before we jump into our reports, I have two questions for you, Nate. One, what'd you have for dinner? And two, how's the mm. weather? Because that's how we just tend to start things off here. Uh, weather was actually pretty mild today. It was like in the forties. Um, oh, yeah. It was it was it was nice enough that like I mean it was cold enough that like you needed a jacket. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. have to work. Uh, it was nice. just doing some stuff around the house and running some errands. I thought about smoking a cigar. Did not do that. But mm. there's a day uh, later this week where they're calling for a high of 48. So I'm kind of like, okay, if uh, if that holds out and it's nice when I come home from work, that will be the day. Um, for dinner, I actually had reheated pizza. Okay. Uh, and I did it in, uh, and this is like some exclusive content that I mentioned uh did, did I mention this in the bro hang? You did. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my wife and I, for Christmas, we get these, uh, we usually get like a bigger gift and it's sort of like a, a gift for the house. Mm-hmm. And this year, our gift for the house was uh, a Ninja air fryer slash toaster oven sort of thing. And uh, we really, we we have a Ninja coffee maker that we really like. And uh, the reviews on this one were kind of like, we were like, oh, okay. So we checked it out and we have been like, it's like, basically we're like, hey, can you cook hot dogs in this thing? And we're like, yes, you can. Uh, Can you reheat an egg roll in this thing? Yes, you can. Uh, Can you cook bacon in it? Yeah, but with mm, kind of disappointing results. Um, It's fine. It's like, it's fine. But like, you mm-hmm. know, part of the fun of bacon is like just the the copious amounts of grease all over it. Mm-hmm. And just by very nature of like how the, the air fryer works is it kind of like a lot of that grease just gets like stripped out. It's okay. Kind of a bummer. Interesting. It's, for me personally, I'd rather have my bacon fried in a pan. Yeah. But how about you? How was, uh, how was the weather in Texas? And uh, what did you have for dinner? 
besides so, you know sucking down like the all that vodka and beer mm-hmm. you know he, yeah he drank his supper ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh, that's that's a joke in poor taste and i apologize no um so weather uh it got warm again but it's been muggy like it was supposed to rain today but it did it did not rain it was just like pretty misty and overcast all day uh which was fine it was fine because uh yeah it's it's gotten warm again it was like mid mid to low 70s today oh geez it's strangely warm because it was colder i was just looking at the forecast to see what the next couple days would be um and tomorrow's a high of 76 the next day 72 and then the next day 48 so um it's a little strange but Mm. that's just austin for you It, it does that so um yeah no a little bit a little bit warm uh but it's fine it's fine just over your weather patterns are a little psychotic yes yeah totally it, it's always like that this whole week it's like oh, it could be raining though so it might blow something in it could it could rain um mm. so we'll we'll no, see which you. which is pretty lame because i have this week off from work um but it, so it means that there's a lot of like uh, hanging out at the house instead of like going out and going on hikes and you know doing other stuff outdoors but but while anyways. you're hanging out at the house though you have well, I mean, you got the little ones, mm-hmm. so, and you are a good husband, so <laughs> it's, it's, you're not just going to sit on your duff and play video games mm-hmm. the entire time. Right, right. The, that right. happens, yeah, that happens in the, 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 the wee hours of the evening or the morning, you know, mm. I, I don't know why they call them wee hours, but, you know, oh, because they're smaller numbers, that makes sense. Um, generally in the evening though, it's not the smaller numbers. There's still larger numbers. No. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's just how, uh, the weather has been and will continue to be this week. Um, as far as dinner, we had, uh, the yesterday I made the, it was a recipe for my wife, but I made it, um, some Zupa Discana. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's just a, basically a, uh, like a potato soup, mm-hmm. kind of a creamy potato soup with kale and onions and um we made it in our pressure cooker so we got a pressure cooker a couple months ago and so it was a pressure cooker meal that we made last night and so we had leftover soup from yesterday for dinner i think zupa toscana just Mm -hmm. means soup from tuscany that sounds right yeah i i I really think Mm -hmm. that's what i have no idea but i would just there's a part of me that just would hazard that i guess now watch me be like wildly wrong <laughs> Tuscanian soup—that's what we had. It, it's just Tuscany soup, <laughs> soup of Tuscany of Tuscany. This is what Tuscany. If you were to eat Tuscany, it would taste like the soup. Okay, mm. cool. I mean, it's delicious. So there's that. Um, instead of bacon, we had bacon bits. So I just poured a bunch of bacon bits in there, and that was nice too. Hey, you know what? Um, I appreciate oh, and that. instead of uh, uh, what did it call for? I don't. I, instead of like actual um italian sausage we used we only had spicy sausage like breakfast sausage so i Hmm. did that and then just threw the when i cooked it i threw in some italian seasoning on top of that so it has a little bit of a kick to it a little bit of bite it's good that's okay though that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah i I like a little bit of zip yes yes my daughter doesn't unfortunately she can use that to say that she doesn't like the meal i know know, it's it's too spicy i don't Mm -hmm. like it yeah yeah, when there's just like a little, little tiny bit. Just the All he can handle baby. it. Daughter, not so much. Mm. But 
Anyways, so that's a that's weather report, and that is meal. I don't know report, what you call it. but uh-huh. you know what? From your weather report and meal report, I think there's a third report that we can just sort of like hey, roll right into. That's I, a great idea. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? It's time for a backlog report. Wow. That was a very aggressive, like, backlog report. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of lame. I, I wanted to be rough with it to make some, you know, ASMR for all of y'all in, who have us in your ears. What does ASMR but, uh, stand for? Do you know? Oh, my goodness. That's a good question. I'm sure a simple Google search would tell us. Um, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, you, you are the, the young, hip one. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I totally am. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Wow. I would never have guessed that. It's a tingling sensation that typically begins in the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. It's a pleasant form of paresthesia, and it's been compared with auditory tactile synesthesia and may overlap with frisson. Frisson? Frisson. F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Frisson. I don't don't know what that is. Frisson. Okay, cool. Uh, Anyways. I don't know what any. So wait, like those videos are actually supposed words. to give you like the tinglys. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They're supposed to. They're wow. Supposed to. I don't know how that wow. works, but uh, and I did not mean to infer that my uh, changing pages on a on a book, like flipping through pages, were to to make you feel anything. You were supposed Just to get the tinglys from that yeah. that that page flipping. Apparently. Anyways, backlog reports. (laughs) What do you got, Joshua? Uh, Why why don't you open us up there, big dog? Okay, I've got um, a number of things, actually. So as I Mm. I Mm. before mentioned, I have been off work. So basically since uh, Christmas Eve. Well, that said, I I did a little bit of work on Sunday morning. Uh, We streamed our service. We didn't actually have a live service this past Sunday. Um, And so I did that from home. Just basically push play. So there was a little bit there, but that said, I've got this week off. And so I have been playing quite a bit. Um, Now, if you follow, if you're in our group on Facebook or in our discord, I did actually send something out um, because I was finishing up doom and I did stream a little bit of doom Mm -hmm. a couple times as I was finishing up that game, doom 2016. And so that was fun just to have it, you know, I only had a couple people watching. The first time, uh, man, my camera and the audio like glitched out. It like just totally froze up. And so I was talking the whole time to the whole like hour, hour and a half that I was playing. And only the first 20 minutes actually came through. So anyone who like logged on just saw gameplay. It's like, okay, this is boring. (laughs) So I kind of had to work that out. It's it's not Mm -hmm. as exciting, but Doom's gameplay is pretty rad. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, the gameplay is nice, but it's like, why would you just watch someone? I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems. It seems just kind of like, well, there's no interaction here. So, like, okay, I could watch this, and I could watch someone who's actually good at Doom play Doom instead of someone who sucks at Doom. That that was my thing. I suck at Doom. Uh, um, and I was having. I fun. mean, I I guess there's that's that's a take. That's a take. <laughs> yeah but i was having fun with it i did end up that all that said i did end up finishing the game uh and i had a lot of fun with it it's funny because i don't have too much to compare it to just because i don't usually play first person shooters Mm -hmm. it reminded me of my times playing halo like halo 2 
you know, we mentioned mm-hmm. I, I played it online for quite a while um, when it f- had first come out at my friend's house. You know, we'd stay up all night and play it online. And just like the like Doom 2016 is way more frantic, but it has a like it gave me the same feeling of just like always being on your toes, you know, like having to to quickly kind of like cycle through things in order to do stuff. Although in Doom, you do have the weapon wheel, which helps to like slow things down if you ever mm-hmm. actually need it. So switching between weapons was 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 nice there, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Finished up the game. Um, I told you afterwards that I felt like a total idiot because I beat the game and I went back to take a look. Um, because I didn't realize that after you acquire the BFG, in, it's assigned you know, to a face button. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I could have sworn that I had because there were there was ammo littered throughout the levels. Occasionally, you'd pop you'd pop up on some, and I'm just like, I know that there's a way to get to pull out the BFG, but it wasn't on the weapon wheel, mm-hmm. and I could not find out any way um, to to whip it out. And so I played the rest of the game without using the BFG at all, uh, which in hindsight is frustrating, but you know it's fine. Whatever, yeah. I still ended up being it, and so I had a good time with that. So finished up Doom. I did also finish the story mode of uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris on okay. Switch, um, which is ridiculous. The story mode is is wacky and crazy and and just really cartoony. You know, it's not supposed to make any sense. It's just it's just a fun time. Uh, I, I shared in the Discord. I appreciated the fact that you don't have to master either game in order to beat the game. Um, especially Puyo Puyo, because that game is hard. <laughs> yeah, um, that you and play it. even when I was playing it, I was just sort of mm-hmm. like the the Puyo Puyo elements were really like kind of like throwing me off because there's a much greater degree of planning, I think, in Puyo. Like right. you have because it's all about creating the chains. Yes, and it's enough for me to like I I, I can build and and Tetris and and stuff like that, but. Yeah, you have to you have to like learn patterns and learn how to make things, but then also be aware of like what's coming up next. And so um, it gets especially difficult when things get really fast uh, because, man, planning just goes out the window. So I'm not very good at Puyo Puyo, but I finished this game. And so I was very thankful that I didn't have to be very good at Puyo Puyo in order to finish it. Um, I actually found that the Tetris segments, um, like the battles that that because i finished tetris effect earlier this year uh those seem to get more intense like you had to be really good at tetris in order to beat Mm. those levels um which i'm fine with you know they presented a nice little challenge um and i'm i was okay with that like i'm i'm decent at tetris enough to beat tetris effect you know so uh so i really i did enjoy the game um yeah the the story mode i enjoyed the fact that it had a one player mode in order to go through even if the story was totally just like nonsensical cartoon stuff um th- you know th- for puzzle games like that the re- the best parts of it are you know the different modes you can play and the the two-player aspect and things like that uh, so it's not that you know this is the last that i'll ever play of the game but i finished the one player mode and so i can check it off my list and if i ever want to go back to it cool it's there um, but I'm I'm finished with it for now. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, uh, I've played a bit more of God of War. 
that's like my next big game that I want to finish. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I texted you um, that I thought I was farther in the game, but I'm still way in the beginning. There is a yeah. lot more of this game for yeah. me to play through. Now, to be fair, so you're, you're still in Alfheim, right? I, I finished that up last night and I, okay. I went through the mountain and fought the, the electric dragon thing, broke off its tooth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're still pretty early on yep. but chapter five of 17 there is a point sort of like midway through the game where those it, it felt like the last few chapters progressed at a much brisker clip okay so okay. it's like there it sort of feels like the game to me like and it's been a while since i played it mm -hmm. but it felt to me like the gameplay was like the the story was sort of like loaded pretty heavy towards the front okay and then it's like and and it the story was still happening towards the back half of the game yeah but yeah. it just felt like it was sort of like moving along at a, a better clip mm -hmm. so okay at a, at a better but that i could be wrong so you'll have to fill me in when you finally finish it so i'm glad okay. you're playing that though man like i i really finally that game is really freaking good mm -hmm. like it's sort of like one of those games that I think really fires in all cylinders because mm -hmm. I think the story is pretty compelling. Like the characters mm -hmm. are really interesting. The world's really interesting. The combat is really pretty satisfying. It's just one of those games that like really just hammers on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, I really like that game. Like, and it has mm -hmm. a lot of emotional resonance for me. Um, because of the story and everything else and that's definitely like once you're done i think we should definitely sort of set aside an episode to talk about it okay a little like do like a sort of deep dive spoilery kind of thing because I, I do think there's a lot there to sort of like pick through and dig through but i don't think it packs as much emotional punch as like some other games like the last of us okay. or stuff like that i don't know i'd be interested to hear your take Okay. Like I know for me when I finished it, like, and we've talked about it before because it is primarily a story of a, of a boy and his father. Mm -hmm. And I was playing it basically, you know, during the season when, you know, we had the boys and things were getting mm -hmm. real bad. And then the boys ended up leaving because mm -hmm. uh, of things. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, the other thing is that the game is gorgeous. Yeah. Like I'm playing yeah, on original PlayStation four. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a pro, so it's not even, but like, man, it looks really good. You know, I've seen some lame textures here and there, you know, wh whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, I'm not a graphics snob. I'm just saying like the worlds that they put you in, the scenery is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that too. Yeah. Satisfying combat for sure. Um, it can get samey at times, but then, but it, it also knows how to like force you to change up your strategies for different types of enemies, which is really nice. Um, you know, the, the combat I'd say so far, it, it seemed overwhelming at first mm -hmm. and you kind of have to like ease your way into it and just like, okay, I'm not even going to focus on what these slots are right now. Like right now I'm just focused on like, how do I fight? Okay. Once you get that down. Okay. Now you can introduce a little bit more nuance mm -hmm. because there's like so many different variations that you can do. Cause like, you're getting gear left and right. 
at least at the point that I'm at in the game to where it's like, no, this isn't useful. I'm not even going to mess with anything new. I'm just going to stick with what I have for now until, you know, something can boost my strength or, or, you know, whatever stat you're going for. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's really good. As far as the story goes, uh, yeah, it's still just building right now, but, but seeing that relationship, like you said, it really is the, the, so the, the characterization of, of, uh, Atreus and Kratos um, is is nice to see the way that they play off each other because they're such different personalities, mm-hmm. um, and you get some glimpses into kind of kind of deeper what they're thinking and what they're feeling, um, which has been cool as well. And and I've brought up some you know like minor gripes that I've had as well. To you see throughout the game, it encourages you to explore while also the main character doesn't want you to explore, you know, is very much focused on one objective. And so that's kind of like weird. It's it's a little jarring because it's like, wait, should I be role playing or should I go against what my character is saying? Whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm I was hoping that I'd be able to finish it before the year is out because that would make 22 games finished in 2020. Um but I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. So uh, we shall see. Yeah, you know, you got a couple I'm, days. I'm, I've got a couple days. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just a matter because I can't really play it around my kids. Yeah, this is also. True. But my daughter really enjoys me uh, playing Persona dancing games, and so she's been asking for those <laughs> a lot. Uh, she's actually been getting into dancing here lately, and I think it's part of it is from these these dang dancing game no i actually i enjoy i enjoyed the gameplay a lot um but i did just this morning install persona 5 uh dancing in starlight because whenever we would play persona 4 dancing all night there is so much text that she would get frustrated of just like when are these characters actually gonna dance (laughs) she's like she's just just like staring expectantly at the screen saying yeah, exactly. Like, what is that? And I don't, I'm not one to like hold down the button and not read, you know, mm. like I'll read quickly and, you know, they'll get a few words in from the voice actors before I'm on to the next one. But I don't want to like totally skip over everything. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. the story's not that great, like I still want to know what it is. And so she would just get frustrated. Like, when's the next, you know, dancing part actually coming? So I just went ahead and installed Persona 5 dancing and uh and started playing that and she liked that a lot more she especially likes haru because she does more like ballet type dancing uh so that was fun uh and that that was just haru haru is best girl (laughs) she's she's very elegant and nice where like there's there's a bit more suggestive things from some of the other characters oh i bet and just straight up it's oh. it's not it's not as bad as you would think based on what she wears in the um you know her cat suit or whatever mm-hmm. but uh but you know there are also times where it's just like okay come on you know like come on now come on come on why Girl. why you gotta do that exactly exactly but anyways that's that's all that I've been playing well that and uh, I mentioned I've been playing uh, Shin Megami Sensei Devil Survive no Devil Summoner soul hackers mm-hmm. on 3ds so i've been plugging away at that i think i'm like halfway into the game something like that maybe a little bit more and that's a lot of fun too even though you know i mentioned it last time it's kind of a bridge between old shin megami tensei and new shin megami tensei it doesn't have the press turn system and i miss that mm. but uh and, and it does some things from the older ones using different currency in order to summon demons so you kind of have to like 
weigh your options as to who you want in your party. Because you can have up to six people in your party, but then you're going to be using a lot of this currency. So you kind of have to weigh those options. But I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a fun time. I'll talk about it more when I'm done with it. Um, I yeah. think that's enough to report on games. Um, I, we did mention briefly uh, in terms of you know shows that I've been watching. I and my son in particular, my daughter too, but my son in particular have been watching Ultraman Jeed. And that has been a lot of fun. Um, it's free on the Tubi TV, Tubi TV app. That's T-U-B-I. Um, if anyone is interested. Or you can be a real baller and just buy the Blu-ray set. You could do that. And that would be pretty dang cool of you. I wanted that's to dip my toes That's a baller move. And and, oh, that's what I should have asked for Christmas. Man. Yeah, there you some, go. Some toku. Uh, oh, you know, to be fair, good. though, to be fair, though, so I bought the Geed Blu-ray set, mm-hmm. and then I went out and bought the Orb Blu-ray set, and I've watched like mm-hmm. two episodes of the Orb. So I'm like, I'm sort of okay. like been slacking there. I, <laughs> I need to like pick it up, but is Orb before or after? Uh, chronologically, before, and okay. I think, and I think it, it, within the the story, the show Orb happens. That would be like that's that's Wes's thing. So yes. hey Wes, yes, I, I have podcast suggestions. Uh Hey-o. explain the Ultraman timeline. Like <laughs> you should dedicate some episodes to that, dude. I could use some help there. Cause I it's I have no idea. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I see uh maybe a possible collaboration in the future. Let's see. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um yeah, but yeah, 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 so that's been fun. And then as far as reading goes, um I have listened to a couple books. Yeah, anyways, none that are that are necessarily coming to mind. Uh I, I read one, I can't remember who wrote it, but um it's called Irresistible and it's basically it's basically about addiction. Primarily, I I wanted to get it for, you know, like social media addiction and and like mm-hmm. phone addiction, things like that. Addiction's probably a strong word. Um, but kind of the relationship between the, that that pull that pull and that urge um to well, I mean to the thing though is like things. even like based on some of what we know, like social mm-hmm. media and, and phone usage is addictive. And it's, it's, I think it's okay. It's designed it's, to be that. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not like, yeah, it's not black tar heroin mm-hmm. and it's not like, it's not alcohol and it's not mm-hmm. whatever, but like it is designed to sort of like, you know, do like the little dopamine hit and, right. and do yes. it. It's designed to like sort of, they want the, the, this device, they want these services to sort of occupy you know, prime brain space. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, yep. that's, that's addictive. Like that's, yep. the, they, the, these things are built to be addictive. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. But yeah, and I, that- I get what you're saying. You don't want to sort of be like, you know, th- there's a, a way it's like, I'm addicted to gaming. It's like, no, you just lack any self-control and you need to get exactly. a freaking life. Mm-hmm. Like stop being such a dork. And the Um, book does kind of veer into that a little bit. Now it backs up its claims, which, which is the interesting part and, and why um, it's definitely worth the read, but it it does kind of veer into like, at one point it says like, it's not necessarily like, yes, it's a choice to start on some of these things, but also it could be a combination of um, a a possible like one-time poor choice and a, a victim of circumstance kind of a thing. And that's where I get kind of on shaky ground of just like, well, if you take away 
personal response, you know, the personal responsibility is just big to big for me. Mm-hmm. So like if yeah. you, if you start to downplay that aspect of it, then it, it kind of like, to me, it feels like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but anyways, um, yeah, that was a good read. And then I've started to dip my toes in here and I don't mean to make a big conversation about this, but just kind of in passing, um, I'm, I'm interested, um, uh, because just from some podcasts I've listened to and and other things. I'm interested, uh, I, I've been for the past couple of weeks on the, the topic of uh, Christian masculinity and femininity and mm. and what that means. So I've been looking into some things about like biblical patriarchy on the one hand, but then I also want to get kind of the other um, the other side of that, not, not, not into egalitarianism. I don't want to go that far, but also just kind of see some of the things that, that, um, cause I've, I've traditionally seen myself as a complementarian, but I also understand that both sides have arguments against that, whether it is the, um, the, the sense that complementarianism can, uh, capitulate to egalitarianism, mm-hmm. um, on the one hand. And then on the other hand, the, complementarian kind of uh, leaning towards ESS eternal subordination of the son and, the, and basically the speculation on the relationship between uh the father and the son in the godhead throughout all eternity and kind of extrapolating what well, the son has done here on earth and into eternity and, and just kind of speculation yeah. there that that gets me really weirded out sometimes anyways i know i'm throwing out a lot of terms that not everyone may understand um but i'm just saying i think there are valid criticisms of complementarianism while i still um agree with the core tenet of that that men and women are complementary in their Mm -hmm. roles um i i do also see that there yeah there are some valid critiques of that and so i'm looking around just to see some other viewpoints um yeah and so on on the one hand I would say something like biblical patriarchy that um, emphasizes the differences between men and women mm-hmm. in in a biblical sense. I mean, the, at at its best, it's it comes from the scripture and what we see men doing and what we see women doing and what we see God speaking into men and women and their different roles. Um, and then there's this other side. Um, right now i mean primarily like amy bird and and some people like that uh mm-hmm. who follow the idea of more that uh men and women are basically similar and so it downplays their distinctions and uh so so reading what that means as well i okay when it comes to the amy bird stuff and there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that amy bird said that i'm like we ought to be asking questions of mm-hmm. I'll be perfect. And like, you know, and and you and I have probably talked a little bit about the Geneva Commons stuff and how that whole thing that sort of went down. There's some stuff where I, I like, especially in hindsight, where I'm like, I think that was handled incredibly poorly. And okay. there was stuff taken wildly out of context. Like, I know that your brother is part of that. And you and I both okay. have a lot oh, of friends right. who right. are yes. in the Geneva Commons mm-hmm. and their statements were misrepresented. Yes. What I will say is I think Bird has received criticism for things that she's not actually saying, mm-hmm. but that people are like, no, you're saying this. And she's like, no, I'm not. Yes. And, and, and this is, I am not saying that I agree with everything Amy Bird has advocated, mm-hmm. but I think there's some, and, and like, dude, like, frankly, I'll be like, that was a turning point for me when it comes to patriarchy, where I just okay. wholesale walked away from it. Okay. I think there is okay. a, 
the model of biblical patriarchy that walk like you can be obedient to mm-hmm. that you're going to find more commonality with the complementarian camps than you are in the patriarchs the patriarchy okay. guys like mm-hmm. there's been some questionable stuff and like when you look at mm-hmm. some of the leaders yeah. in the patriarchy movement uh i look at their character and these are not men that i want to be anything like mm-hmm. i and again i have friends and I have like that I count as dear brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like these, these are my boys who hold to this position. And I think they're absolutely wrong, mm-hmm. but I also see them loving and serving their families well. And so it's not a hill I'm willing yeah. to like die on. This is not a place where I'm willing to divide. So, right. So what have you been into lately? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Um, let me pull up, pull I up my up. notes here. Um, you got me talking about, patriarchy and he's yeah. old and grumpy and his name is Nate. He's going to tell you all about the stuff he hates. Patriarchy's the worst. <laughs> I, no, that's like, I only mean that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Backlog report. Uh, as far as games go, uh, not a ton. Been playing a good bit of Dragon Quest V. That game Hey-o. got way better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shortly after I talked to you. Like some story beats picked up. I still think like the the characters overall are kind of weak, but okay. I understand like it makes sense in the just the structure of the story. Um, okay. But yeah, that game got like way way better. Um, w- that's another one. Like in addition to God of War, I think uh, Dragon Quest Five order episode is in order. Um, nice, nice. I like I like what I'm hearing. Have any of the characters turned to stone yet? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am still trying to, I'm still in the process of finding the other one. I know what you're saying. So, Mm -hmm. all right. That's as spoiler free as I can really make it. I'm playing, (laughs) uh, I'm also playing a game uh, on my PS4 called Hue. Uh, Okay. I think it was a PS plus game and it's sort of like this, like, puzzler platforming sort of thing it's all about like sort of rotating through the color wheel um Mm -hmm. pretty interesting i i'm sort of wrapping that up the last like the stages have gotten progressively harder um and i'm enjoying it uh and there's a part of me that's tempted to like go back and sort of like get all the like to sort of maybe hunt down some of the trophies for it but i'm also like i don't know if i like this game enough to do that it's okay. fun and it's yeah. interesting and it's like it's definitely like a game that I can sit down and play for like 25 30 minutes sort of like clear like a room or to you know like clear a puzzle or two and sort of be like okay move on. Um yeah. but it is cool and I I am enjoying it. Um but I just don't know that it's like completionist worthy. Um mm-hmm. I've been playing uh in in sort of my Metroidvania quest. I picked up uh a while ago, I picked up this game called Gato Ribato or Gato okay. Ribato. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually, it came up in uh, an episode of the Backlog Busters a while ago. They talked about, nice. one of the guys talked about playing through it. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I have that. And so I pulled it up and it's sort of like a very like retro sort of like, it actually reminds me of like a GBA game or a, not okay. even a, like just a straight Game Boy game. Oh, like, but it's, it's fun. It's supposed to be shorter. I've only got like a couple hours into it. If that, okay. so, I mean, I've been like tooling around with it and there, there's some like challenging parts, but it's, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's been fun, 
but it's supposed to be sort of like a sort of like a a bit of a metroidvania so i figured hmm. you know i'm kind of low-key doing some metroidvania mania stuff where i'm just sort of like filling out that list and i'm like okay uh so i've been playing that it's it's good i'll have more thoughts on that after i finish it i mm-hmm. also um just the other day found out that grindstone came to nintendo switch now grindstone and i don't know if i ever mentioned this on the podcast is part of the app arcade on okay. the iphone okay and it's like it's basically a matching game and i was not obsessed with it but i played the mess out of it on my phone and gotcha. then when i got rid of a bunch of the games on my phone period i kind of was like yeah you know i canceled my subscription to app arcade because frankly i didn't find much of it all that appealing with the exception of grindstone which i just was playing the mess out of so now it's on my switch i can play it there and it's it's fun it's it's a really interesting game uh i recommend people check it out like if you can like if you have an iphone just do like a free trial of apple arcade and if you like it you know you can either just keep playing apple arcade or you can buy it for like 10 15 bucks on switch which i think it's worth so nice. It's it's does does it have a defined like beginning and ending point? Obviously, the, there's it has a beginning. But. There's a ton of levels, but there is an end. Um, okay, cool. Like it's just, but it's there's a ton of levels. <laughs> gotcha. Then um, it just ramps up in challenges. But there's like upgrade trees and sort of like equipment and so it's it's a pretty fleshed out game. It's not nice. so. Uh, Cappy made it. I don't. I think Cappy is the same studio that made Sword and Sorcery. Um, okay, and it, okay. They, like they they do some like indie mobile stuff. They're they're interesting. Yeah, um, that's it as far as games go. And okay, I don't. I haven't finished anything. It's sort of like everything's sort of like in transit, but I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of all of it. Anyways, so oh, um, yeah. as far as books, uh, I still need to get back to Anna Karenina. I did read like a a chapter or two. Um, over the last couple of weeks, but I really just want to sort of get back in the habit of reading a little bit of that every night um, because it really is very good. But I've also been listening to Brandon Sanderson has a series. Uh, it's part of his Cosmere stuff. Uh, it's the Stormlight Archives or whatever. Okay. But it's called The Rhythm of War. It's the most recent one in that. That came out. I mean, I've got like a bajillion books on Audible that I should be listening to. But I was like, I want a big old nerdy sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> Why not? Thing, yeah. So I'm I'm listening. To and that. you were done with Ready Player Two, so you oh might yeah, well. I wanted I wanted something that was actually like, and but you know what? And here's here's the part. Like, so listening to Ready Player Two has basically ruined me because now, yeah. anytime I hear like bad writing, like <laughs> I'm just kind of like, or like weak writing, like uh, Mike Nelson and Connor Lestoka have like honed. Sort yep. of like this razor's edge in me, and I'm like, oh, that sense could be that could be that could have been written way better. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I'm turning into that guy. They've ruined me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all as far as like books go. I have mm-hmm. been doing some light reading on my Kindle that I, I got for Christmas, some comic book stuff. And nice. As far as shows go, the only thing of note is I did watch uh all of season two of The Mandalorian. And okay. all I'm going to say is that's freaking Star Wars. And okay. instead of wasting time with J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. There you go. 
Uh, and like, and those those are two very talented guys, and I respect their work in a lot of other fields. They should have given this to John Favreau. Like, he should have had it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like after watching that show, I'm just like, and like he he just understands the property. He understands sort of like because he is a fan. He's like a legitimate fan, and he's not like a like. I mean, the he's responsible basically for the launch of the Marvel cinematic universe. And this mm-hmm. like, listen, people, this is not like me, like sort of being like all big brain over here. I've been seeing this stuff all over Facebook. And I just happen to agree that the Mandalorian is the best freaking star Wars content we've had in years. I mm-hmm. think a lot of that has to do with John Favreau. I think it also has a, a lot to do with the fact that uh, Dave Filoni, I think it's Dave Filoni who is the showrunner for clone wars and star Wars rebels and all that stuff. He mm-hmm. is the showrunner for The Mandalorian. And so mm-hmm. some of that is just like you you bring in the right talent to help sort of like steer the ship. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's freaking great. And like I said, it's not only just some of like the best Star Wars, like honestly, it's some of the best television I've watched in years. Nice. Um, my wife is not a Star Wars fan. She has not watched like any of the movies. And- okay we watched all of the Mandalorian and she's like, if star Wars was like this, I'd watch it. And I was like, nice. I was like, yep. But that's, that's really it. Like, I don't have any like deep thoughts. I did have a, yeah. you know, a, a, a bit of a different note. I did have some like serious productivity today. Um, yeah. I replaced the filter on my furnace. I, um, Picked up some flooring because, like I told you about the the facelift on the kitchen that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. in February. So did some prep for that. My parents actually bought Megan a big area rug for our dining room, so we put that in today. Nice. Uh, I I put in my bidet. I got a bidet for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, listen, people can judge me all they want. The thing's freaking awesome. I'll take your word for it. Like, man, I, I was like, kind of like, at first it was sort of like jokey where I was like, ah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And I'm, I'm kind of in it to win it. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, uh, I did some stuff, you know, ran some errands. Uh, I changed, uh, the water filter in my fridge and which requires nice. a, they, they want you to like flush four gallons of water through <laughs> that thing. I'm like doing that out of that stupid little nozzle that takes like, I did like two and I was like, that's enough. Yeah, wow. Maybe did like two and a half, three. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing any more of that. It's, I, I got stuff done today and I've got some plans for like moving forward with the house and stuff and some some tasks that hopefully by the grace of God, I will just sort of like do a little bit of TCB taking care of, yeah, TCB. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say mm-hmm. TCBY, but that's the country's <laughs> best yogurt and that is not taking care of business. But all that being said, we have a task ahead of us, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. Now, it is a task that we basically created for ourselves mm-hmm. and then have tortured ourselves with. Um, <laughs> but we also did the bulk of the work for this last mm-hmm. episode. So this, like, right. th- this is more of a, a bit of a finessing. And we have, there are some conversations that we have to have, but it should mm-hmm. not be nearly as long. And I thought... And this is just, I, I meant to sort of talk to you about this earlier, but I'm going to spring it on you now Uh-oh. and sort Here of reaction go. time. So you and I both have a little bit of a, like a sort of a looking forward, some of the yes. stuff that, so 
let's get through the list and then we can take like the last 15, 20 minutes of the episode, talk about some of the stuff going forward, sort of looking into next year, some of the stuff that like we have thoughts and plans for. Does that sound good to you? I think it sounds fantastic. Okay. So before you hear that, let's hear some other sounds from some of our friends in the Playwell Network. The sweet sounds of the Pony Boys. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That, that's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people that we enjoyed with friends. (laughs) You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie. Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy. No, everyone agrees. This is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill mom then? I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They, They made memes of... Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. And we're back. So, our list, Josh. We have to do something about this thing. Yes. We have to call the monster. It's once again out of control. So we did some cutting last time around. Some say I might have gone a little too crazy with my scissors. You got a little stab happy. Scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, it, it you got a little stabby. It was kind of scary. I, you made me be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't appreciate yep. that. I forced I you. do not appreciate being the voice of reason. <laughs> we all know that I like to be the un, unreasonable one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the, 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 the neutral, the chaotic neutral here. I don't know. But regardless. Uh, so, so we did some cutting. There are a few games that we do need to discuss as to whether or not they're going to be mm-hmm. cut. Um, but then we also added a bunch of games. So now we're sitting at 110 games. So obviously that's more mm-hmm. than a hundred. Some of these need to go. Um, and then others, yeah, we need to, we need to just discuss whether or not they're going to be in cut or moved around or, or what we're doing with them. So without further ado, uh, let's, let's jump into some of these conversations that we need to have. Well, I think one of the things is going to be probably the most difficult, and this is something that we could probably like tweak throughout the year, probably too, but the actual mm-hmm. order. Like, yes, the order is going to be the hardest. Yeah. Oh, that's where's that on our list? Uh, 3,000. Sorry. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't need to be derailing us because we're already. No, I, I mean, I answered so your I'm question. Sorry. It is at slot 3,002. Um, okay. Cool. I mean, which out of all like the bajillion games ever made, that's not too bad. That's actually pretty decent, Uh, but it's not the top 100. Um, (laughs) So uh, let's talk about the games that we added to our list. And so we got Hyperlight Drifter, Hades, 
RE2 Remake, Celeste, Doom, uh, the 2016 version. We have Shin Megami Tensei 4, the Nonary Games Collection, Persona 3 Fez, Spec Ops The Line, Katana Zero, uh, Katamari Damacy, Bubble Bobble, Street Fighter 2, or Street Fighter Alpha 2, Portal, Bomberman Generation, Dark Souls, Shovel Knight, WarioWare, Scott Pilgrim, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake, The Stanley Parable, Game Death Story, and Guitar Hero 3. All right. I don't have particularly strong feelings about any of these, but we've talked a little bit about this. And just for the sake of like, we do need to eliminate some games. Mm -hmm. I have, well, we'll, we'll, we'll round that up to four. And I have a couple thoughts on placement too. But I've played a little bit of the Scott Pilgrim game, but Mm -hmm. I haven't played enough to make a judgment. I wouldn't mind seeing it on this list, but I don't think you have any experience with it either, really. No. And so I just say for the sake of argument, since neither one of us can speak meaningfully into this game, Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody from the like any of the patrons, the the brochachos, have anything strong to say here until I get a chance to play this. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of willing to just sort of like that can it can sort of like we'll wait for it, maybe we'll get around to it. And if we do then we can talk about whether or not it belongs on the list. Uh, the Tony Hawk 1 yeah. and 2 remake, sort of the same thing. Now, it's a little different because you and I have both played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. We both like those games. But I'm saying the remake, until I play it, I don't want to sort of give it a space on this list because right now yeah. space is at a premium. You endorse it. And so... Yeah. Now, I did have a question. WarioWare. Have you played the WarioWare that you were sort of thinking of? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I have. Um, th- I haven't, I never, I never finished it, um, but played it a lot, especially in four player. And so here's my thought is that I do think that WarioWare is something that I would encourage anyone to experience, like the idea of these micro games and how they just come at you so rapidly. Um, it's almost like an NES remix type thing. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very uh, frantic and fun. And I would encourage anyone to like check out one of these games. Um, but same deal. I don't feel super strongly that yes, this is definitely one of the best games of all time. No, I would just I would just recommend it for anyone interested. Um, so with that said, I I don't mind cutting it in okay. the same way. Um, I would I would put Bomberman in the same breath. There is that, yeah. I think you should try it, and really, it's more for the multiplayer than even the single player. But I don't feel super strongly about either of those games. Like they absolutely have to be on this list. So well, I don't mind cutting them. I'm I'm I I wasn't even willing to sort of go after Bomberman, but I okay like you know just sort of like WarioWare, Scott Pilgrim, Tony Hawk. Like, I think all three of those, we can just sort of safely say, not today. Okay. Uh, I've got another one at the very bottom here. Okay. Um, Guitar Hero 3. Again, I I think it's, yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I thought about that, but I'd actually, I think, like, you know, a good rhythm game. And there's a part of me that wouldn't mind playing Guitar Hero 3 again. And I think, like, yes, it is a bit of a zeitgeist sort of moment, like, I definitely mm-hmm. don't think it, it it doesn't break the 90s. Like it's like yeah, no, 90 no, no. it's 98, 95, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in that. But I'd actually say I think that's not a bad call. 
Um, okay. Okay. The, I remember last episode, you also talked about availability and this one's going to be much more difficult to hook up and play nowadays. Yeah. And I've heard the newest iterations aren't that great. So, well, I think though, you know, some of that, like uh, accessibility needs to be in consideration, but I think at the same time, like it's not that far removed. Okay. It's, you know, um, and you know, maybe it's just sort of as a placeholder for like a better rhythm game or better music game, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, Um, that makes sense. So looking at that, we've got game dev story, the Stanley parable, shovel Knight, dark souls, no questions. I'm, I'm, okay with leaving Bomberman Generations on here. Um, okay. Because you would recommend that. Um, yeah. Portal, blah, 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 blah. The next one, so one I brought up, like, and I actually, this was my sort of suggestion, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd like to see it stay on here, but I, I I am sort of offering up Katana Zero in case, like, as like, if we need something that has to go. It, okay. It can be on that list. Okay. Um, so let's... Thoughts. Can I ask real quickly, just with Katana Zero, because I actually listened to a podcast that had it, I think it was the Hardcore Gaming 101. Um, would you say that Katana Zero is better than Hotline Miami? I liked it more. Okay. Um, cool. But that's because I like the side scrolling. Like, I like the format a little bit better. Like, the rewinding yeah. and the, I think, if I'm being honest, I think the Hotline Miami games are better in the sense that, like, they're probably more of the must play. Okay. But I prefer Katana Zero. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm just yeah, saying, like, definitely. they're they're similar enough that I'm like, yeah, like you should play all mm-hmm. of them because none of yeah. them are super long or super right. intensive. But I'm like, if you only got to pick one, I think Katana Zero is like just a lot more interesting. Uh, cool. Like Hotline Miami is kind of like, I don't know, it's a fever dream, it's, right? A meth binge. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whereas Katana Zero feels like more something. Um, Okay. Cool. So that's that's the argument that I would make because I I was like, eh, I just, I like it better. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, I think the gameplay loop in Miami Hotline 1 and 2 is tighter. Okay. Uh, But I prefer the sort of side scrolling sort of perspective. Miami Hotline One and Two. There's a lot of variation. Like so, sometimes like guys will move differently or whatever. Yeah. And there's some of that in Katana Zero as well, but a mm-hmm. lot more of it, it. Each one of the levels feels like a very like a puzzle. Like yeah, there the, there's an optimal path. And and anyways, um, cool. So that brings us to Spec Ops Line, and I'm going to mm-hmm. sort of this is going to be my initial super bold sort of like uh, suggestion. Okay. When we had talked about it, uh, we, we brought up Far Cry 2. And Far okay. Cry 2 on the original list was at spot 24. Mm-hmm. And I think Spec Ops The Line should be at spot 24. Ooh. Like, I think okay. it is a top 25 game. Um, okay. So that's, that's sort of the, the, the motion that I'm going to put forward, that Spec Ops belongs in spot 24 which is a, mm. I know that's like, it's sort of like, it wasn't on the list at all. I think this is I mean, arguably like one of the greatest games of the generation. And just like the way it just like, it's a total brain gut. Yeah. Yeah. I, as I'm looking at the list, I mean, that seems very high to me, although I've heard it's a really good game and it's one that I need to play. 
Um, but as I'm looking at the list, we don't have any other shooters higher than that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to make this easy and yeah, that's okay with me. Okay. We can move it to, to 24, you said. So it's right above Mike Tyson's punch out mm-hmm. right below final fantasy tactics as it stands right now. There may be some, some games that need to move down. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it, um, we'll, we'll come to that. So we got persona three fest, uh, nonary mm-hmm. games. Well, okay, so both of those are those are where ideally do you see these games? Like So here's what I want to say about Persona 3. Because we talked about like what's better, Persona 3 or Persona 5. And while I prefer Persona 3 more, I will definitely concede that the mechanics in Persona 5 are better. And so I what I would suggest as a compromise is just uh, batching those together. And putting Fess on top of five. But that's totally subjective because I like Fess more. But if we put them right next to each other, then it's saying like, look, they're they're just about the same. I just like three more. So wherever they sit, just putting Persona together. Well, you know what? I think that's okay uh, for now. Wes also... I'd like to see sort of what now he didn't play fast. He paid he played portable. He paid. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he played portable. <laughs> and so I'd like to sort of see what his his take on it is. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you guys both think that uh the boss, Nix. Yes, Nix. Mm-hmm. Is like and, and you guys and, and when you guys were talking about in the boss fight um, mm-hmm. episode. Top shelf. Yeah, top shelf. So we'll we'll put it there for now. When I eventually get around to playing Persona Five Royal and and Persona Three Fest, you know, maybe I'll be able to weigh in in a more substantial mm-hmm. way. Nonary games, where do you see them? I don't think it necessarily has to go very high, and I do. I do just have to say because I recommended the game, it is kind of cheating because it's two games in one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I will freely admit that. And you can criticize me all you want for it. Yeah, uh, but, but they do tie into each other. So would, that's just how it's going to be. I think too, like the fact that you can get it as a collection, like you can buy them together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I have them on my Vita. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like kind of fudging the rules perhaps, but. Right, yeah. right. I, I'm, I'm saying I, I recognize that I'm fudging the rules here, but it's kind of my list. So that's just what I'm going to do. It's sort of like the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can get them individually. Anyways, uh, th- but I just wanted to say that. I mean, I wouldn't put them necessarily very high. Um, they're not like some of my favorite games of all time, but they are something that I would recommend for, uh, for an experience just of that because there are other games similar that do similar things that i like a lot too that do sort of the brain teaser like the professor layton games Mm -hmm. um i like those a lot as well now those are much more heavy on the puzzle aspect as opposed to the story whereas nonary games is much more story focused with some good puzzles thrown in um so i'm i don't mind 80s 90s okay like it, it doesn't have to be high We'll say 80s, 90s. I I would just say, I think for the sake of brevity, even though we are terribly good at being bad at that, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. some of the stuff, if we don't have a, I mean, aside from certain things like uh, River City Ransom will be number 100. So Okay. uh, See, you know, last time I mentioned about cutting it, I'm not saying cutting it. I'm I'm cool with having it on there. Do you still want to leave it at 100, even if we have other games 
on here that I think we do need to discuss, such as like, well, I don't know, even like NBA Jam that's up there. Like, would I don't you know. Really there's something NBA like Jam almost over? like ceremonial and sort of like honorable in being like, this is number 100 all the time. N- number 100 all the time. Okay. Like, there's something that okay. I'm, I'm just cool. sort of like enamored with that. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Um, okay. If that's the case, then I'm fine to, I will concede that. And that's totally cool. So we'll, I'll just sort of keep trying to bop along here. Uh, Shin Megami yeah. Tensei 4. Where yes. do you think that ought to be? Oh man, I like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've I've been itching to play it again. I know Wes just finished it and I've been, you know, like thinking about playing through it again, but no, I can't play through it again. I have so many other games to play. So, gosh, okay, where do we have Octopath Traveler isn't very high, right? It's like middle of the road. But that's one of the ones that we're probably going to, like we've talked about. Per- okay. So Octopath, as the list sort of stands right now, would be 44 if Spec Ops goes into 24. Okay. So it'd be it's the top half. Do you think it belongs in that? Mm. I mean, I mean, I do really enjoy it, but well... There's, I'm looking at the other Shin Megami Tensei games. So they're sitting, yeah, they're sitting like 60s into the 70s right now. Because I do prefer Devil Survivor Overclocked personally. Um, but I, but I understand that that's, you know, that's a very personal. Well, that's, but that's also preference. sort of the nature of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, would like, you, if do, you could... do you think Shin, Shin Megami Tensei is better than Dragon Quest VIII? Oh. Oh, they are such different games. That is difficult to say uh, because one is a very like grand adventure where the other one is like delving into the the depths of, gosh, darkness. And then where did this come from? And how can you be complicit? And how can you actually help out in something that's, ugh. Um, mm, mm, mm. Is it better than Dragon Quest Eight? I enjoyed it more than Dragon Quest Eight. Do you I'll think it's that. better? That's not the question I asked. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing this to me? Um, <laughs> would I would I recommend it over Dragon Quest Eight? Uh, no, not to everyone. Okay. Um, because I do think I do think it's more niche than Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. How about Pikmin Three? Mm-mm-mm. oh man it's so difficult to because they're such different games um, and that's i mean that's sort of like this list right. is sort of in a lot that's of ways just do. arbitrary like i'm going to yeah. like ask you like weird okay here's here's one that's sort of like more than xenoblade chronicles at 79 is it better than xenoblade I, chronicles i would put it above xenoblade chronicles yes okay well how yes, about because those almost do similar things okay so uh one of the games that i had offered up and we're sort of getting ahead Mm-hmm. I had offered up Skies of Arcadia to potentially be cut. Okay. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 at 7, it would be the new, well, it'd be 78. Hmm. Does that? If if you're okay with getting rid I, of Skies the, of Arcadia. The Skies I've of Arcadia, really for good. me, it is an accessibility issue. Yeah. Skies of Arcadia, goodbye. I'm sorry. Okay. And Shin Megami Tensei four. lives in its place. At um, seventy nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> next up. Yeah. However that goes. Doom twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this a little bit. You finished it. Yeah. I think this game deserves to be in the thirties or forties. Okay. I, I'm totally. Da- I do think it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, because even like even the the shooters that I would put very high now. Okay, here's one question: Do you think that it's better than Bioshock at forty six? No, we did also. Bioshock, Bioshock needs to go up. Probably go up. Okay, okay. So, cool. um, um, because the other one that I'm thinking of is like: Is Doom better than Dead Space? Yeah, like, I agree. I mean, it's I like by Dead Space a hair. is forty two, right? But Dead Space is forty two. Um. And then, whoa, and then it's Horizon and Breath of the Wild right above that. Oh, how is Castle, Castle Crashers above those? Well, that, that's something that, Man. like, that, that, that's based on, like, the, the rankings and and Fallout. at the time. And then Final Fantasy IV is above those? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm poking the bear. Okay, so some of that, and, and you and I sort of talked about this, but the Rainbow Six Siege is probably going to go. Because neither one of us has played it, mm-hmm. we could replace that with Doom. And and at some point in time, I do want to sort of sit down and play it. Mm-hmm. So Doom twenty sixteen will bump Rainbow Six Siege, which on the list okay. at thirty three, thirty two, thirty three, somewhere in that ballpark. Yes, uh, Celeste, it's the, the next one, and I don't have mm. great feelings on this. I know that like Paul's playing it now; he really likes it. Mm-hmm. You've really liked it. This like, and and maybe if I hit it at the right time, I'll come at like I'd like to beat it. And I think what I need to do is I just need to turn the accessibility options on and just play okay. through it and beat it and just sort of be like, ah, oh, whatever. Like I don't care. And there's a part of me that like I feel like I lose like cred on that where I'm like, I I need mm-hmm. it, but it's like I also just don't care. Like I just like yeah, that sort yeah. of like that throwing myself at the you know that's sort of that mindless like i'm just like i just don't have time for that anymore i'm and that, that's mm-hmm. not a reflection on the game per se as more just like my tastes and and stuff have changed now i do recognize that this game is excellent like mm-hmm. it's sort of like honestly it reminds me like you know how i talked about sort of like the the well-crafted scenarios in katana zero i sort of briefly touched on that very similar like I look at a puzzle, like I look at a screen in Celeste, I'm like, this is a very well-designed level. I don't have the time for it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of willing to, as long as it doesn't go too high, I do think it needs to be higher than the 90s or the 80s, but I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it very high either, just as I'm looking, because I do, I do enjoy the game definitely, but just as I'm looking at the list, like I, I wouldn't put it, you know, like I'm thinking even just among its own class of like platformers, I would not put it higher than Mega Man 2. So then I'm going through and looking for other, you know, similar type games, Super Mario World. No, I wouldn't put it higher than that. Bionic Commando Rearmed. I I haven't played it. Um, mm. Heard it's really good, but I haven't played it. Yeah, it's one um, of those ones. I actually need to add that to my list of games to play this year. Yeah, because like I'll just yeah. get that one. Because that's 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 from our boy uh, TT, and so right, right. I'm not. And again, I've heard it's good. It's not a big investment either of mm-hmm. time. So yeah. I agree. I need to play it too, but I just haven't. Is it better than Rogue Legacy? Is it better than know. Kirby's Superstar? Again, mm, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would put it there because I don't know if there's some sort of like recency bias. In How about there as Sonic well. Mania? Do you think it's better than? I mean, we haven't played Sonic Mania. What if we put it right between Batman Arkham City and Sonic Mania? Okay. This is going to be such a weird. Like I'm, I'm writing this down <laughs> physically, and um, yeah. So it actually it'll bump SMT back down. A little bit further yeah. too. I was just gonna say there are a few that we had talked about cutting before we even start cutting like other ones, before we like necessarily need to cut other ones. Okay. Uh, one was kind of the big bomb that I dropped last episode on my argument of why we should keep Tetris effect and not have the original text Tetris on this list. Which I'm actually very surprised that I haven't gotten more uh pushback on that. Well, and I've spent media. the last couple of weeks thinking about this and mm-hmm. I've sort of like done some reading and thinking and sort of even some of the conversations in the discord we've mm-hmm. like, if this were Tetris DS and I had played Tetris DS, which a lot of people have said, like is the pinnacle version of mm-hmm. Tetris. Yeah. I'm, but I don't have a dog in that fight. And so yeah, actually exactly. the, the thing I, I sort of wanted to throw at you was Tetris effect would just replace Tetris at, mm-hmm. in the top 10. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I do think a version of Tetris. Uh, yeah. I'm totally fine with having it high on the list. Uh, I just don't think we need more than one version. And I totally agree with you. I've heard Tetris DS is great as well. I just don't own it and I've never played it. And so I don't, that, uh, yeah, I, I can't say anything. So th- th- since we've both played Effect, mm-hmm. and we both know that Effect is really good, and in my estimation, the best version that I've ever played, I yeah, that's the one that I would say okay. deserves to be there. So, so yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Tetris Effect at, at 10. Yeah. Well, as it stands right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So Because there's even, uh, yeah, there's even one here higher that that we need to discuss whether yes. or not it's going to stay or or just where it sits on this list yeah there's there's a bunch here um <laughs> all right re2 remake i have mm-hmm. a spot here uh, i actually want to put it near dead space but a little okay. bit below yeah. that okay i would probably put it where bioshock is now at 45 bioshock's okay. going to move up but i think the RE2 remake was phenomenal. And yeah. so that'll go there. If if yeah. you're so cool that's with that. Right above Bioshock. Or excuse For, me, right below Wind Waker. Right below Wind Waker. And cool. it would put it right above Dishonored too. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Hades. Now this one, mm-hmm. I, this is going to be, I'm going to be pretty audacious here. Okay. The more I think about this game. Now this is, the my game of the year Mm -hmm. i am going to make the argument that as this list stands it needs to be above diablo 3 whoa whoa coming from you wow that's saying something and diablo 3 like and here's the reason that's really contentious diablo 3 is number 11 oh shoot and so this could like depending on how (laughs) things sort of shake out this could actually work work its way into the top 10. So, hmm. and I'm kind of like, I'm not sure if it's, if it's a top 10 game, but I think it needs to be higher than Diablo 3. 
Hmm. So maybe that means Diablo I... 3 needs to come down a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. So I've 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 got another proposition then. Okay. I would I should I say that our top ten ought to be games that we both have played. Uh, well, how about this one? We each need to have at least five games. Like we each sort of dog out five games. So how how about this one? Let's look at the ones we both have played. Okay. So we've both played Super Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. We've both played Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. We've both played Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. We've both Chrono played Trigger. Chrono Trigger. So mm-hmm. those top four. Yep. All right. Tecmo Super Bowl. Have you played that? No. No. Okay. Well, that one's going to go down anyways. Yeah. I haven't played The Last of Us. You haven't played Galaxy. Earthbound sits at eight, we, but we I think we both, both talked about moving that. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. I have not Solid. played that. Right. Tetris right. Effect. Um, yeah, so that would get a big bump. Ooh, I haven't played Diablo 3. What I would say, so out of those top 10, just that we're looking at right mm-hmm. now, six of those uh, we have both played. Mm-hmm. And we can sort of agree that they probably belong up there. Mm-hmm. What if we split the difference? And so that the remaining four, it's like, as long as it's sort of an even distribution, like if you get a game in there, I get a game in there. Oh, okay. Okay. And gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Do you know, <laughs> or if we are like, we can find like a game that we've both played that we think belongs in that top 10 versus mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point in time, you have, we have to find two, two games commonality. Yeah. So as I'm looking down the line, just from the top, number 23 sticks out at me, Hollow Knight. We might want to bump in there because I know we both love that game. Do you want to put it? I mean, I'm good for that. Mm-hmm. So where do you think it ought to go in there? Um. Well, what are we looking at? We both agree like Tecmo Super Bowl shouldn't be as Tecmo as Super. This, they, I have a sort of proposition for Tecmo Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, underneath Super Metroid. Okay. The Super Metroid and the list as it stands is 50. 50. But okay. I mean, that'll get moved around a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, the ones that we've both played Mario, Chrono Trigger, Shadow of the Colossus, Final Fantasy VI. What, what's after that? Because Super Bowl's moving, Last of Us is, mo- well, you know, potentially moving, Galaxy's moving, Earthbound's moving, Solid, Metal Gear Solid's moving. I would say, so if they just bump up, so that now The Last of Us is number five. Super mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy is six. I would say okay. put Hollow Knight in where Earthbound is. Okay. At number seven. Cool. And then, yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl moving over below Super Metroid. So then there's Earthbound and Metal Gear Solid that are still in the top to in Hades. Um, well, Earthbound, Metal Gear Solid, and Tetris Effect are in the- Right. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind even bumping up Tetris Effect below Hollow Knight if you think it deserves it. I don't know, man. Like, I like Tetris Effect a lot, mm-hmm. but I Hollow Knight okay. is like... Yeah, that's fine. That brings us to a point, and we're sort of like just bouncing all over the place. We are. Where do you think Earthbound belongs? I would say middle of the road. I say middle of the road, middle of the top hundred. <laughs> what about just what if you we know. just put that right underneath Super Metroid again? It's right okay. above Tecmo Super Bowl. Okay, 
That'll so, just be our and it's our sort of nice like little, the uh, the mid retro area. Yeah, I mean, I did like Earthbound. I just don't think, and I think it has a place on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that? Do you want to put it under Final Fantasy Tactics? They're I mean, I don't. What, what do you think? Because you're you're sort of like. I enjoyed it, but there are things about it that makes it difficult to go back to. Um, you had mentioned the graphics. What about but, sort of a similar mm-hmm. vibe? Fifty six is Psychonauts. Okay. What about like in Wait. that ballpark? Okay. So, do you want to put it above Psychonauts? Mm-hmm. Below Super Mario RPG? I don't know. Well, what about Star Fox sixty four? Two wildly different games. Yeah. Like if someone's like Josh, pick one. Like holding you at gunpoint, you have thirty seconds to decide. Wait, Metal Gear Solid or Star Fox sixty four? Yeah, I would go Star Fox sixty four because it's more pick up and play. Okay, Metal Gear Metal Solid. Metal Gear Solid is more cerebral. Goes underneath Star Fox sixty four. Okay, that's. I mean, and Micah like, is gonna kill me. <laughs> the, hey, that's you're the one that's got to deal with him, and he's <laughs> like, hey, if he wants to argue it back up into the top ten. Yeah, you, you know he can do another bite sized on it. <laughs> so that's been yeah. moved. Um, Man, this is such a weird list. It's always going to be weird. Yeah. Uh, so let's look Very here. True. Hyperlight Drifter. Mm. I think mm. like seventies, eighties is sort of like an okay space for this game. Mm. Okay, like I think it's really yeah. good. I think it's really interesting, but. It's one of those games it's very, very good. But I think to like really crack the top fifty, like there's gotta be something to just like sort of like really and and this game is is very good and I think it sort of belongs on the list, but it's also like one of those games that could probably drop out and the list wouldn't suffer for it too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe above like Dragon Warrior at eighty. Okay. Yeah. Right below Xenoblade Chronicles. Yep. Um, so there were a few more that we had mentioned possibly cutting that were actually right below this. Mm-hmm. Um, as we go down uh, Dragon Warrior, there's Halo 2, Mass Effect 2. Underneath that is Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hadn't said whether or not that was going to leave. Um, I, I could even throw in a bit of a curveball. I didn't mention this game on the last episode, but I do really like it. Um, I'm not going to fight tooth and nail for it, but Donkey Kong 94 on Game Boy is a really good game. And I really enjoy that one. But if you've never played it, then I mean, it might like, be difficult to. Well, how, so what have we cut so far? Like how, right, right now we're sitting at 104. So, so we, we need to get rid of four, four other games. All right. Now the other one, the, the two that, that, that are kind of like big elephants in the room are a link to the past. I didn't cut. So mm-hmm. we need to discuss that one. And then of course, final fantasy four, because Paul has given his defense of that game and what we're going to do with that. So those are two others that are kind of shelved at the moment. Um, so this is, but we do need some space. Okay. This is what I would th- just thoughts. If mm-hmm. donkey Kong 94, would you play mm-hmm. that? Would you, like, would you recommend that more than Donkey Kong Country? Um, yes. Okay. Substitute that in for Donkey Kong Country. Okay. And then the two right below that we had talked about, yep. 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 and uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert 2, they get the axe. So get let's axe. let's okay. go to this. Let's let's tackle the Legend of Zelda monster. Yep. So okay. we talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. before this. I, did we talk about this in the bro hang? About yes, the, okay. yeah. So I made this yeah. proposition in the bro hang. Like I mean, Batman Arkham City could go, but I kind of mm-hmm. like keeping it on there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I did say that Katana Zero might be like i might be i'm not gonna like hold on to it too hard but mm-hmm. i'm sort of like we have some fairly good like retro representation on this like we have Mega Man x or Mega Man 2 we've got super mario brothers 3 like and there's a like i am not a huge fan of a link to the past i think it's a really great okay. I, I think it's a really good game but it is sort of like one of those things like when we were talking about even ocarina time and final fantasy 7 it's always on these freaking lists. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a fine game. It's a, it's a, even a great game, but I'm kind of tired of seeing it. And so this is, and we do mm-hmm. have a pile of Legend of Zelda games. Right. Like, and so this is, this is what I propose, Joshua. Mm-hmm. I'm going to formalize it. We axe A Link to the Past and we axe legend of zelda nes just both of them mm. that'll give mm-hmm. us four slots and then at yep. this point in time it's just moving stuff around okay yeah th- and i mentioned this last time is that i just have a hard time cutting a link to the past and saying like all these other games are must play games but not having that one on there um even though i recommended you know cutting it mm-hmm. uh, there's just a part of me that's like you know i i had said you know the different uh generations of zelda games and the different styles that they use i i do think there's an argument that a link to the past and link's awakening are different enough to be not two different styles of games but they are different enough to differentiate themselves in such a way that they both belong on the list um but for the sake of not belaboring the point. Uh, I do like the fact that that gets us to 100 games. <laughs> okay. I mean, and um, the thing is, like, what this does too is that if somebody feels strongly about it, they mm-hmm. are more than welcome to reach out to us to submit a bite sized or, you know, and it like present an argument. Mm-hmm. And like the argument is not only like, hey, this belongs on list and here's why. Give me, you know, give us a potential placement, like say, like this is why. Now, and, and it doesn't mean that we're going to agree with you, but that helps us to sort of like hone this and figure out what needs to be cut, like, and mm-hmm. even like make a recommendation. Say, like, you guys have X on the list, and it shouldn't be on there, and so like things like that. Um, you know, I would just say going forward, that could be the the format for for these types, of, those types of bite sized or you know third chair sort of moments. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about moving? Now that we're just moving stuff around, I'm I'm looking at these top ten again, uh, and this is kind of crazy because these are in the twenties right now. Mm-hmm. Just because we're talking about Legend of Zelda, what do you about what do you think about throwing Link's Awakening into the top ten, or if not? Link's Awakening. Right above that, we have Bloodborne. What do you think about throwing Bloodborne into the top Bloodborne 10? is definitely like a top 10 game for me. Oh, I love it. That was easy. 
I thought that was going to be way harder because it was only 23. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was also taking Dark Souls spot. Where would you put so, that under uh, Tetris Effect? Well, we had said if everything was staying the same, then Hollow Knight's number seven. Mm-hmm. Because we had t- Hades and Tetris Effect right below those. I just throw it under Hollow Knight. So now. it'd be the new number eight. Yes. Okay. And then you said you wanted Hades in your top 10. I kind of do. Yeah. So we both, so what that would do is right now, the way the top 10 looks is mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers 3, Chrono Trigger, Shadow of the Colossus, Final Fantasy VI, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. Super Mario Galaxy, Hollow Knight, Bloodborne, Tetris Effect, and then Diablo 3 or Hades would be that. But this is what I would say, like, wait, since. Oh, wait. wait a second. Where did you put Tetris Effect? It's number nine right now okay okay cool and yeah i i had it below hades but anyways it doesn't matter oh uh, yeah i have it as number nine they're in the same it's yeah. the same so like i've got the last of us and you have super mario galaxy mm-hmm. um okay i got one i got one this yeah. is kind of a weird one this is one we okay. played this year bioshock mm-hmm. at number 10 okay and that would put Hades at 11 and Diablo 3 at 12 currently. So, but Tetris Effect would be above that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just know that you had said that you had an issue with putting Tetris Effect in the top 10. No, no, I think, I, but I don't think it should be too high in the top 10. Okay. Gotcha. Like I, initially I might've felt that way, but I'm like, if it, I just wanted to just flat out replace Tetris. Yeah. So like it can be in the top 10, but it shouldn't be, it should never like, honestly, to me, it should never be higher than nine or 10. Yeah. And that's just yeah. like, and that, that could change next time we look at this dumb thing. Right. Like it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like, would you say that, you know, Tetris effect is like a top 10 game. Everyone ought to play it. It's not even, it's that it's carrying the weight of the Tetris franchise. Right. Yeah, and well, and it's so like an interesting, and part of it is it's it's arguably the best version of Tetris, like right. So yeah, play it or some version of Tetris is kind of what that placeholder is like. So then yeah, so then Hades and Diablo three, I'd bump down World of Warcraft a oh, bunch. Well, I wouldn't put it in top fifteen. Let's sort of shift gears. No, World of Warcraft will come down, um, but because I have some notes here, so. Yeah. And I'm just going to start with at 70. Well, I don't know where it is. 74 on the, the paper that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Pikmin 3. Okay. I think it probably needs to go up. Yeah. Uh, I'm down where do you see this? 60s, mm-hmm. 50s? Yes. Um, yeah, because right, right at the lower end of the 50s are Mario RPG, Psychonauts, Mario World. Uh, I have a hard time like breaking through that barrier mm-hmm. but mario world is at 59 far cry 3 is at 60 what about in between those okay cool then we'll move that one around all right so the next one i have on here just as sort of a a thought is ori in the blind forest at 70 okay. 72 well mm-hmm. do you think it needs to go up i haven't played enough of it to say okay do you think it needs to go up I think that you know it's it to me it is comparable to Hollow Knight in some ways, but Whoa. not as good. But uh-huh. like I 
in thinking about it, I'm like, it's probably 30s. Whoa, it's even 30s. I think it's, what? I think it is one, it's a gorgeous game with great mm-hmm. music and pretty tight controls. Like it gets a little floaty, but that's not bad. But the platforming is pretty stinking fantastic, spectacular. Okay. What do you say about switching it out with either Journey at 41 or Castle Crashers at 37? Mm. I think both of those are a bit too high. Or uh, there's even Astrobot Rescue Mission at 28. Hmm. And I haven't played Astrobot Rescue Mission per se. I have played the demo in VR. I'm going to say like it is, and I, I have played a little bit, dude. Okay. I mean, Astrobot probably can come down a little bit, but I wouldn't say too too much. Okay. But okay. I'm surprised would, to hear they say that just because I haven't played it and you've only played a little bit of it. Um. I mean, I do think it needs to come down. Just not. Yeah. Well, I mean, Destiny 2 is right beneath that. That can switch out also. <laughs> I would say... As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Destiny 2 could probably go down a little bit. We'll come put a pin in that because there's other stuff okay. that we need to talk about. Um, okay. XCOM 2. I I played that game and I think it's really got a lot of potential, but I think like mm-hmm. the, the loading and just the jankiness of it is really problematic. I I like the game a lot. And when it works, it mm-hmm. really works. And it's a really satisfying sort of experience. I would put it below Mass Effect 2, honestly, at this point. Okay. You know, I was I was going to suggest somewhere around there, just because that's like kind of the land of sequels right there. Halo 2, Mass Effect 2, mm-hmm. XCOM 2. There you go. Um, I mean, Diablo 2 and Borderlands 2 are a little higher up. Uh, <laughs> but Mega Man 2, Uncharted 2. Yeah. 2. Okay, so that brings us to... Destiny 2, Baldur's Gate 2. Jeez, there's a lot of twos. Lots of twos. Uh, Bionic <laughs> Commando Rearmed. We had sort mm-hmm. of talked about this, and I'd like to see this stay on the list um, until we've had time to sort of look at it, just because our buddy Trash Turkey does like this game. Mm-hmm. Why don't we put Bionic Commando Rearmed, and you can tell me if you think I'm on drugs here, but mm-hmm. Batman Arkham City and bionic commando let's switch them hmm i think okay i think arkham city is a little low and uh bionic commando is a little high so and i okay. kind of like that order a little bit better yeah that's not a big change i'm it, i'm down with that um it's a little bit of a one but i would i know we're i know we're moving up here but i would like to see bubble bobble a bit higher okay well pitch me a number i do like that Where's it at right now in the order? I mean, it's it's low just because we added it late. Yeah. Uh, so it's 91 right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to jump up, I mean, I'd put it above Dragon Warrior myself, but we could put it below Dragon Warrior. How about Halo 2. Right, right below Dragon Warrior, above Halo okay. 2? I like that. I like that little hop that it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So there's, there's one in there that, that um, we both have played. Street Fighter Alpha 2. Yeah. Okay, so I have an idea. And you can mm-hmm. tell me, like, we have some competitive stuff in here. Oh, and it's you're right. And it's kind of grouped up. Now, what I'm going to... So, right right now, uh, and again, I'm looking at it. We have Overwatch, Super Smash Brothers, and Rocket League all sort of, like, clumped mm-hmm. together. 
So I'm going to ask you a question. Mario Kart right now is at 27, but Uh Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 8, Overwatch, Rocket League, and then I would actually right in between those two groups. So right in the middle, it would be Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 8, Street Fighter, then Overwatch and Rocket League and put them all sort of in that basically 50s range. Right after Super Tech Mobile. Hmm. See, the, the the issue that I have with that is that Mario Kart 8 is such a universal game. Well, then, uh, I, I'm not opposed to that, but Super Smash Brothers, I think, has just as almost just as much appeal, if not more in some ways, especially with, like, mm-hmm. Minecraft Steve and Sephiroth being added to it. Like, that roster mm-hmm. is huge, and, like, people freak out. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but Mario Kart 8 is a game that, like, you don't have to be a gamer to play. Like, you don't have to play any video games in order to learn how to play. So, that might edge out Smash Brothers a little bit, but not by 30 slots or 20 slots. (laughs) Like, at at the very least, I think Smash Brothers needs to be moved up with Mario Kart. They can be right underneath it, but I think, like, I was looking at that and I'm like, Smash Brothers is awesome. Man, there's yeah. There there's such good games because I'm looking like, okay, where would I put Mario Kart 8? Um, and then right around it are some games that I don't really care where they sit. Titanfall 2, Astrobot, Destiny 2. Well um, But then we get into like Yoshi's Island, we get into mm-hmm. the Ori, we talked about Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. Is Mario Kart 8 better than those? No. Um, <laughs> you know, Octopath Traveler. I like Octopath more. Dead Space. Um, but And then you get to, and then I'm like, okay, well, it can sit in the 40s. Wind Waker. Is it better than Wind Waker? Oh, that's difficult. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, Mega Man 2. <laughs> like, it's hard to, to place these anywhere uh, because these are all such good games. I really think that uh, Smash Brothers needs to come up right underneath Mario Kart. Um, yeah. How, how about we we put it right beneath uh, Horizon, or even beneath Dead Space? Mm, you know, whichever you prefer. They meet in the middle. And so you say moving Mario Kart down? To, right. Right. And Smash Brothers up. You know what? Yeah, I could. So they've become like basically forty two and forty three or whatever that would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you put Dead Space above Mario Kart or below? I'd probably put Dead Space right underneath those two. Okay. It's not wearing its age super well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's scary. It's more of a niche. Like, whereas Mario Kart and Smash Brothers do have like a bit more universal appeal. Um, okay. So that puts them at 40 and 41. Okay. With Dead Space at 42. But uh, the Street Fighter. I do think mm-hmm. needs to at least be moved into the Overwatch Rocket League sort of area. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I agree. Skyrim is the next one I sort of have a note on here. I think it needs to go down. I think it needs to go way down. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, I, to me, Skyrim is an honorable mention, but that's just me. Like, I'd put it in the 90s. Like, I, yeah. I it's fun. I have a lot of fun playing it. Like, it could be mm-hmm. 99 or 98. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, Personally, I'd put WoW there also, but that's just well. I'm not, let's, never gonna touch yeah, WoW. I was gonna say like I think WoW needs to go down into the nineties as well because okay, like WoW is a great game, mm-hmm. 
there's a, it's got a lot going on for it. Uh, I also have no time for that. So yeah, exactly. So Street Fighter Alpha, you wanted to move that Alpha two. Uh, what in between Overwatch and Rocket League? Mm, or or just even right underneath Rocket League. Okay, I think that's okay. like, but it just needs to be in that ballpark. I'm not super yeah. particular about where it needs to go. Cool. So then Skyrim's are 99, and then WoW's are 98. Sure. Yeah, I, I'd probably cool. put them in that order. So here's a bit of a hot take for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a note by Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda <laughs> Wind Waker. I think it needs to go up, and I think it needs to be above Breath of the Wild. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yep. Taking Come shot. on, man. I'm taking cut shots. Two other here, Legend of Zeldas. I'm taking you shots. Two here. other Zeldas, and now you're trying to get Wind Waker. Yeah, that's right. It's it's my favorite. Um, I that was more of just like a just like I'm gonna jab at him a little bit. I it's not <laughs> realistic. Um, I think it's actually in a pretty good place. But Octopath. Mm -hmm. Now it did sort of go up just by proxy. Yeah, yeah. It's at 43 right now. Okay, like Maybe. here's and it's sort of like you're you're pairing two very similar things. I'm playing Dragon Quest Five right now, and I mm -hmm. actually think that 36 is a pretty good spot for it. What do you say about putting Octopath right up below Dragon Quest Five or above okay. it? Okay, but like right in that yeah. ballpark. We could even switch it out with Baldur's Gate too, since neither of us had played it. Yeah, actually, I kind of like that. Baldur's Gate drops down a little bit, even though it's which is weird to put it above Wind Waker, but. Actually, let's move Baldur's Gate 2. Bump that down beside like Dishonored 2. Okay. So I'm I'm going to go one spot lower but below Mega Man 2. Okay. So this is another clump of twos. Dishonored 2, Mega Man 2, Baldur's Gate 2, Uncharted 2. Throw Destiny 2 right into that mix too. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd throw that even lower, but uh, cool. Oddly enough, I, I found like I think a good spot for it. Okay. Below Borderlands 2 and Diablo 2. Okay. Right above Persona. Mm-hmm. Astrobot Rescue, the more I think about it, I'm like, I think that's probably a good place for it. Um, huh. Okay. You say so, boss. Man, yeah, Bioshock. For now. Two Bioshock games in the top 20. That's that's crazy. No, Bioshock's beefy. And it's good. 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 Um, well, Mega Man Legends is still at 13. Yeah, so that's that's coming up. Titanfall two, you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's throw that throw that down by Halo two, Mass Effect two, and XCOM two. <clears throat> okay, but put it at the top. Okay, put it at the top of that. Titanfall two is pretty excellent. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I've heard. So that means Astrobot is at twenty five, best ever. I think it's a, probably a top twenty five game, dude. Like, okay, really solid three D platformer. Like ridiculously mm -hmm. so. Like one, if it wasn't tied to VR, it would sort of diminish a lot of the the playability and stuff. Yeah. But if also if it wasn't tied to VR, it I think it'd be like wildly successful. Um, you, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like it's okay. It's yeah. but like yeah, part of the like cleverness it. and nice. the the goodness is because it's in VR. Um, yeah. So Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. I don't know. Leave that one alone. Because um, okay. I, I, I kind of feel bad about what we did to Metal Gear Solid. What we, <laughs> what we did to Micah Gear Solid. 
Um, uh-huh. But you know, that's that's an invitation for Micah to come on and sort of defend and, and challenge our placement and say, you guys are well, wrong and crazy. Well, well, how about this? How about we switch them? How um, about we switch Snake Eater with Solid, with the original? Uh, that's actually a pretty good call. We'll do that, and then, and then, yeah. The next year, when we when we tackle this again, uh, at least you will have played through uh, Snake Eater. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I might get around to it, but I'm also wanting to play two before I play three, so I don't know what I'm going to play. We'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll work out. It'll work out somehow. Twenty twenty one. It's the year. The last one of any sort of like questionable, sort of whatever, mm-hmm. is Mega Man Legends. Yes. Here's my recommendation. Just okay. because it looks clunky, I've never played it. I don't know. So you can totally uh, disagree with me if you want. I'm thinking above Bionic Commando Rearmed down in the 70s. That'd put it at 73. Yeah. I think for now, that's that's a fine placement. If you ever get around to playing it, and you know, and, and two, that's something that if Wes doesn't like it, you can make the argument. Yeah. Well, he had, he had also said in the Discord, for anyone who's not in there, that he agrees that it doesn't hold up as well, but that it is like one of his favorite. Well, yeah, it's his favorite of all time. So, so both and, right? Yeah. It is. He loves it, but also recognizes it's not for everyone. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here, somewhat, sort of. Sort of, kind of. Okay. And speaking of what we're trying to do here, I think that finalizes our list for 2021. So at 100, we've got River City Ransom. At 99, Skyrim, World of Warcraft, Guitar Hero 3, Game Dev Story, Stanley Parable, Shovel Knight, Dark Souls, Bomberman Generations, Portal. Okay, okay. I know I know I'm just this doesn't even mean very much at all, but mm-hmm. I still what would you say about moving Dark Souls up to say like between Xenoblade and Hyperlight? Where's that? Where the seventies? That would put it at seventy nine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's a it, it's a me. great game. I just <laughs> where was I? Katamari Damacy, Katana mm. Zero, Nonary Games, NBA Jam, Donkey Kong ninety four, XCOM two, Mass Effect two, Halo two, Titanfall two, Bubble Bobble, Dragon Warrior, Hyperlight Drifter, Dark Souls. Xenoblade Chronicles, Rogue Legacy, Shin Megami Tensei, Sonic Mania, Celeste at 74, 73 is Bionic Commando Rearmed, 72 Mega Man Legends. I skipped a whole bunch of numbers there, but I don't feel bad. 71 Kirby Superstar, uh, 70 is Neo, 69 Persona 5 Royal, uh, 68 Persona 3 Fess, uh, 67 Destiny, Diablo 2, Borderlands 2, Animal Crossing New Horizons at 64. 63 is Metroid Prime. 62, Dragon Quest VIII. 61, SMT Devil Survivor Overclocked. 60 is StarCraft. 59 is Batman Arkham City. 58 is Far Cry 3. 57 is Pikmin 3. Uh, 56 is Super Mario World. 55 is Psychonauts. Super Mario RPG at 54. 53 is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh, Star Fox 64 at 52. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Alpha mm-hmm. or Street Fighter Alpha 2, Rocket League, Overwatch, Tecmo Super Bowl, Earthbound, Super Metroid, Uncharted 2, Baldur's Gate 2, Mega Man 2, 
Dishonored 2, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. There's a whole bunch of twos clumped up there. At some point yeah. in time, we'll have to sort of So like, many twos on this list. Um, like half of them are sequels. Uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, Journey, Dead Space, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mario Kart 8, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Castle Crashers, Ori in the Blind Forest, Octopath Traveler, Dragon Quest V, Fall of New Vegas, Yoshi's Island, Final Fantasy IV, Doom 2016, Super Mario 3D World, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Spec Ops, The Line, Final Fantasy Tactics, Symphony of the Night, God of War 2018, Bioshock Infinite, Spider-Man 2018, Mega Man X, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 4, Diablo 3, Hades. Then at slot number 10, we have Bioshock. Number 9 is Tetris Effect. Number 8 is Bloodborne. Number 7 is Hollow Knight. Number 6 is Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, number 5, we have The Last of Us. Number 4 is Final Fantasy VI. Number 3 is Shadow of the Colossus. Number 2 is Chrono Trigger. And number 1 is Super Mario Bros. 3. Those are the going forward. That is the 2021 top 100 breakdown games, which with in reason is at any point in time open to negotiation. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we never even had our discussion on final fantasy four. It didn't have to be cut because we cut other games. Um, and I'm okay with that. Cause I do still think it's a good game. And I think Paul like submitted a bite size. To, he actually, mm-hmm. it's a YouTube video on his channel over at the Techno Funk Boy. Yep. And he laid out a fairly compelling case. I don't think all of it stands up, but I think too there was some conversation in the Discord that kind of left me saying like, okay, I where where is it? At? I I know I just read it, but it's yeah, it's it's pretty high. It's still in the twenties. Uh, Final Fantasy Four is twenty seven. Mm, I think at some point in time we may have to sort of revisit that and mm-hmm. maybe drop it down a little bit. But I, I listen, I've already I've been tugging Superman's cape for a while now, so I'm tired of tugging that cape. <laughs> um, but sort of as a closing note here, because we are getting it's getting a little beefy here. Yes, and it's getting a little late where I'm at. Quite beefy. The bulk of this episode, in so many ways, has sort of been looking back. Mm -hmm. but this is going to be technically our first episode of the new year. And so there are a few things going forward that we just wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. I've, I've sort of been uh, developing a list on GG of games that I plan on playing this year, including metal gear solid three. And this was like stuff that we're going to be playing specifically that I will be playing specifically for the podcast. Uh, The -hmm. Baldur's gate was on there. The persona dancing games, uh, mm-hmm. like a version of Persona 3. I'm not sure which one. I'm I'm still sort of like hesitant as to which one I'm going to yeah. sort of be tackling. But there, there's some stuff. So that's some stuff that we're looking at. Uh, but another thing yeah. that we're going to be doing, in addition to like Josh has some games that he's going to be looking for. and But one of the things that we wanted, and we had sort of talked about this, but we had never sort of set it out in stone. And by the time this episode airs, I think some of this will be underway. I I might make a Facebook announcement in the group, but we're gonna we're gonna fire backlog golf back up again. Mm-hmm. Only this time, 
Uh, and, and I think like the thing is we're, we're going to run it all year. And if you want to do it so that you don't buy any games and you only play stuff in your backlogs, great. But I feel like when we did it the other year, it got like a little hard to manage and hard to deal with and hard to like, it, it became sort of, an, it kind of picked up an unsustainable pace, which actually kind of like, I just broke and I was like, I'm just going to buy stuff. And then I just kind of like flopped all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it, I still ended up under par, but the goal is just going to be like, you know, encouraging people to play the stuff that's in their backlogs versus the stuff that's in there, uh, the new and shiny the bu- versus buying stuff. And yeah. I think too, like, we're just going to sort of abandon, but the backlog golf thing I think was fine for a season, but I, I really think we need to just go back to calling it, uh, this is, will be the backlog beatdown. We, mm-hmm. where we're just, you know, it's the same rules as golf. We're just going with something that, you know, is not so whatever. Well, co- competitive, I think is what yeah. you're getting at is that you saw other people that were able to like blast through like six games in a week. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, I'm playing a 20 hour RPG. Like I can't do that. You know, the 20 hour RPG that how many of those are there (laughs) a 40 hour RPG. Um, And so it didn't really, yeah, yeah. You kind of just get lost in the dust and it's like, okay, well, you know, since I'm never going to be anywhere near that, well, then I'll just go ahead and indulge in new games. And so um, to back up a little bit, I did somewhat of a similar thing um, as you as to make it. I made a list of games on GG. I actually haven't shared it with anyone, uh, but it's games that I'm thinking of playing next year. And I just threw in a bunch of games. Oh, these are games that I own. Yeah, I really need to play this. I know I need to play this. Like these, these are games that I'm really interested in. Like if I'm to look at my entire list of games, like these are the ones that stick out to me that I should play. And it got to be 50, 60 games by the end of the, the time that I was like going through my list. And so it's just hitting me more and more that like, man, oh man, I have all these games and I have games to play like, I really ought to focus on these instead of taking a look at what, you know, looking at switch sales all the time yeah. <laughs> or something, you know, like I really need to focus on what I have because I'm not going to play 60 games next year. Like that's not feasible. <laughs> I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm, you know, like all these other things. Like I, I just don't have the time, especially when a bunch of them are huge RPGs. And so along with that, it's just the recognition of like, okay, these are games that I want to play eventually and I can't play them if I continue to add games into my into my collection, especially games that I intend to play um, that, that will kind of overtake these things. So like, how can I do that in such a way? And really it's, it's going to come with um, doing this, this backlog beat down on more of a personal level of like, I want to be able to just knock out some games that I've owned that I really know that I need to play Uh, that I really want to play that I just haven't gotten around to um, and, and limit as much as I can the games that I do get in the next year. And so, so there's like two prongs to this, right? It's one is I have this list or maybe there's a few. One is that I have this list of games that I want to focus on. So that way I don't look too much outside of it. Two is to, to limit the new games that I have. And so along with that, I also want to kind of map out, okay, what is it next year that I'm going to be willing to pick up, right? Because there are a lot of cool games coming out 
Mm-hmm. And so I drafted up a list of like games that I'm actually interested in. You know, the, your friend Parker had had uh, done kind of a, a similar thing uh, when we talked to him a few years ago at this point, where he talked about what are the games that are coming up? What are the games that I want to buy in the next year? And then how do I kind of like manage that with what I have in my backlog? Now, obviously, he doesn't have much of a backlog because <laughs> he actually calls through his games uh, very often, whereas I have a huge backlog. But as I'm taking a look into 2021, I want to see like, okay, what am I going to focus on? And then if I am to add more games to my list, what are those games? And I want to make those decisions now so that I'm not tempted, you know, midway into the year to just buy a bunch of games on sale, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there's always games that like, oh, I've heard this is good and I haven't picked it up yet. Like it hasn't been on sale, whatever. Those games will come. I'll probably buy them on sale, you know, if I see them kind of a thing. But as far as games that are coming out in 2021, uh, I do have a handful of games that I have my eye on as to like, this may be worth getting, taking that extra point in the backlog beatdown or something like that. So I don't know if you had taken a look at like some games that you want in 2021, um, but I've got my list here to kind of, not that we necessarily have to discuss, but these are ones that have kind of like, yeah, go ahead, run through it, man. I mean, that's, so, that's a really great idea. And it, that's like, I had not done that, but I actually like that idea. Like I, I did have, like, there was like one in particular mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure made your list too. If I had okay. to guess that mm-hmm. it probably made this, but go ahead read your list. Okay. So the smallest game was one that we mentioned earlier, Scott Pilgrim. Mm. Like I've heard that it's really good. I like Anamanaguchi. And so the, 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 the artists, composer. the musicians who made yep. the music. Yeah. So, um, so like both of those together, that sounds like a really good time. So that one, yeah, I definitely have my eyes on. There's Persona 5 Strikers, the Muso game, mm-hmm. the Persona Muso game that's coming out on Switch. Like, will I pick that up day one? No. But if it goes on sale between, you know, I think it's it coming to PS, the the year, PS4 probably. as well. Is it? So okay. that, that's okay. definitely like, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's, probably, that's yeah. one that I'm I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in both of those, but those aren't sort of like hardcore on my list. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's bravely default Two. man, that one's uh, dig all- bravely default games. <laughs> so again, it might not be a day one pickup, but also it might not go down in price very quickly. So I'll have my eye on it. That's for sure. Definitely one that I'm 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 going to be picking up. Like it, it, right now, these there's a lot of overlap, which mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of we do like the same things. So, anyways, keep going. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. The next one is probably what you were referencing earlier. Is if Hollow Knight Silk Song comes out in 2021, mm. um, that's probably going to be a day one pickup. Simply because, yes. uh, I mean, the original Hollow Knight was what twenty bucks at most, and it, fifteen bucks it when it was released. Made like our top ten this yeah. year, like it, <laughs> right. it finally right. went where it belongs. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. So that one, honestly, I'm probably going to pick it up day one just to support Team Cherry yep. because and of how great like the first game. Because was. I'm a special kind of psycho. Uh, I'll probably buy it on Switch when it's released <laughs> for Switch, and then I'll turn around and as soon as it comes out on the PS4, PC. PS5, I'm like, "Gimme, gimme," mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm yeah. I'm so, that special kind of psycho. 
So that one may be uh, a day, will probably be a day one buy because I don't see it being very expensive. You know, if they no. say it's 50 bucks, well, uh, then maybe not. I mean, depending on, but if if it, dude, I like, honestly, I think Hollow Knight was wor probably worth 50 bucks. Like with all that we put into it and like yeah. all the crazy, like isn't there stuff that neither one of us did <laughs> in that game? Oh, oh, definitely. Well, and they continue to release free DLC for mm -hmm. it for sure. I mean, it's definitely a $30 game for sure. I think I paid 10 bucks for it. I'd probably, you know? I'd probably like say it was, like it was on sale that first week. I'd probably whatever. say as it stands crazy. currently, I think that 30 to $40 is a perfectly appropriate price range for that game. Yeah. I agree. So, so we'll see, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm hoping that it comes out this mm, next year. Me too. Um, I we'll think see. COVID I, probably, been saying that I was really surprised. Like Micah had uh, texted me. He was like, dude, there's this Nintendo direct coming. I was like, oh yeah. He's like, it's for indies. He's like, there's a pretty healthy chance that Silk Song's going to get, <gasps> I was like, say no more, say no more. Yeah. And, it's like, but, and then when now. it did it, when they were like, they gave us among oh. us, I was like, I was like, who are you people? <laughs> Why do you hate me? Um, but yeah, yes. But at the same time, like respect to team cherry. Yeah. I know you're going to do it right. And so I'll wait, you know, like however long it takes you. Okay. But when it comes out, man, that's going to be a I'm day. waiting. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then two more that are on my list. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei five. Whenever that comes mm, out, hopefully okay. that comes out this next year. I mean, they've already said Nocturne, the remaster, and uh, five are supposed to be coming out in 2021. Uh, hopefully in English as well in 2021. And again, that's one that, yeah, I'd like it to be on sale, but it might not go down in price very much because it's still a bit of a niche title. Niche. Um, so we'll see about that one. And then if Breath of the Wild 2 comes out next year, which... Honestly, I doubt because they haven't really announced much about it. But if it does, uh, that's going to be hard to to stay away from. And that's that's my list. So that's only six games that, like, at the start of the year, I'm saying these will these are probably going to worth be worth the point to take um, while I'm focusing on my backlog games for 2021. I I appreciate that. I like that, that that having sort of a list of saying like, and I think I had tried to do something like that and then completely abandoned it. <laughs> Are there too many? Like, well, if you're picking up a PS5, it's kind of like. Yeah, well, well I think like the for? thing is, if if I do manage to snag a PS5 in this coming year, that's really going to slow down a good bit of that. Because um, mm -hmm. I do have some stuff that's like backwards compatible, or like you know that will upgrade and do a PS5 version. Yeah. Um. Actually, yep, that's true. Control was on my list of like games to play in this, this coming year. Um, okay. And I'd like to play that on the PS5. Um, yeah. So I have the nice. I have the version that's all super shiny and will do like the the uprising and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of like I'm I'm there for that. Uh. So we'll see. Nice. I think like what would, and it's just sort of like, there are lots of things that 2020 taught us. And I think like, it's just, but it really is like, and one of the, the points of this podcast is like, you know, we talk about playing well, playing wisely, working hard, things like that. And some of that is just maintaining a sustainable pace. Mm -hmm. And I spent a fair chunk of money this year. Now I bought a lot of stuff like on sale and I got like, some crazy stupid deals and i'd snack like sometimes i i used uh 
with my PlayStation credit card thing, like I just used gift points mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Like I had points. Nice. And so I, but I did buy a bunch of stuff this year and mm-hmm. a lot of it just like, I, I, I will fully, I'm not going to play it this year, but I'm going to take a crack at it, at that. And it, it's like, I bought stuff sometimes just because it was on sale. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a spending pattern that I haven't, I haven't engaged in in a while, and so mm-hmm. I'm tr- like some of it is a little sort of like regaining equilibrium, sort of like that. I talked a little bit about even in, with the breakdown stuff, like the the unsustainable pace, and yeah. and it's like it's all about sort of developing sustainable rhythms. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's a good thought going into the new year because uh, there I can't remember the name of it, but uh, there is a certain. Um, thing that we tend to go by where we think that our future self is going to have more free time than we have now mm. can't remember what that what the name of that effect is but it's basically it's the reason why you can say that no i'm too busy to do x this week but next week i should be able to it's because we assume that in the future we'll just have more time that that circumstances don't matter and so like to prepare for that a little bit beforehand um can go a long way because uh things come up I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, life finds a way of uh, getting under your skin and taking a the adulthood takes a lot of responsibility. <laughs> so going into 2021 with a game plan um, is going to be helpful. So hopefully this has encouraged you uh, if it has, you know, even even if it's just from our top 100 list. Hey, there's a bunch of games that I haven't played on that. Uh, we'll go uh, get you some or if you have them in your backlog go and tackle those in 2021 or let us know what other games that uh, you think we should tackle. Maybe it didn't make our top 100 list, or maybe it's just games you're looking forward to in 2021 that we didn't mention. We'd love to hear all of it. You can tell us a bunch of different ways on Twitter. Our handle is at BB downcast. You can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit up our discord or our group on Facebook, which is the hashtag backlog book club. If you want to reach out to us personally, on the internet, I go by Broccolope, B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Keep it in classy. Yeah, I try. So uh, if you like what we're doing, you know, you can also support us by sharing with your friends. We also have a Patreon if you want to uh, support us financially. You can hit that up, patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown. Uh, and we'd love if you could uh, rate and review the podcast as well. That helps somehow through algorithm. I don't know, whatever, internet stuff. Magic. It's magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, we have done a lot tonight. The, 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 yeah, uh, the, I'll tell beef. you what, like. You know, for the listeners that like the the big old beefy bad at brevity episodes, they have gotten a few of those lately, um, mm-hmm. which you know, you're welcome. And if you don't like that, <laughs> mm, I'd say we're sorry, but we probably aren't. Um, no, it's, this is fun. We like doing this. Um, but, y- you know, Josh, like, you know, like I said, we have done the thing that we came to do our 2021 list is the top 100 breakdown games list is tentatively sort of complete ish. No, it's done. It's done. It's written in stone. Uh, It will never change. mm, So, mm, well, we'll see (laughs) anyways, but we've done that. Uh, We, we sort of touched on 
a little bit of like our future planning. Yeah, I think uh, we've done what we came to do, and now it's time for them to do their thing, which is what, Joshua? Yeah. What, what are they supposed to do? You guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, that sounds about right. So the final word goes to Jim Tice. A gleaming scimitar smote a heavy blow against the renegade's spiked helmet, bringing a heavy cloud over the accordion's misting brain. Shaking off the effects of the pounding blow to his head, Grigner brought down his scarlet-streaked edge against the soldier's crudely forged hauberk, clanging harmlessly to the left side of his opponent. The soldier's steed whinnied as he directed the horse back from the driving blade of the barbarian. Grigner leashed his mount forward. Dude, so many typos. Jim, Ty- Jim Tice <laughs> is the Eye of Argon, ladies and gentlemen. That's an excerpt. You're welcome. Or not. (laughs) Good night.